What's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the weekly podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. Today, I am joined only by my beautiful wife, Jessica Evans. Uh, today, Teresa is not able to be with us. She had to run out a little bit early, um, but you still have the two of us, and we're going to be continuing our talk on the Enneagram. Now, before we get started, did want to add just a little disclaimer. Um, through our research, we understand that some Christians are not a huge fan of, of typically personality type tests in, in general. general. Yeah. Um so the, the Enneagram is no different. Some don't like it, which is completely understandable. I mean, sure. it, and I think it all comes down to why you're using something like this. Yeah. Um, for me, I, a lot of times I've found the Enneagram in connection uh, with like evangelical Christians. A lot of close friends, they've used it for ministry. We know Sandals Church did an entire series on every single one and how your type, uh, like they did sort of like the, the pros and cons of your type and how... And they related the... Um, uh, they took like different people out of the Bible and compared them to what they believe that their uh, type was. Mm-hmm. Um, so for instance, like Peter, they believe was a type six, which mm-hmm. is my type. Which oh. I, and and right. I joke and say that Peter is the most like me, I feel like. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that he would be the same type as me. Right. Um, but yeah, so they did that whole series on each type in particular, and they compared a specific type to someone in the Bible that they believe was that type. And it was just very informative. Even at the end of the sermon, he said a prayer for that specific type and ways that we should, whatever type you are, the ways that you should look to God Mm -hmm. to help in those negatives of that, of that type. And it was just, it was really, it was a really great sermon series that I've listened to. So. Yeah, we will probably link to that one. Yeah, we'll we'll the, make sure we link that so yeah. you can listen to that through that sermon series if you'd like. Yeah, and and yeah, the instance I've seen it, I know there's a book out called The Sacred Enneagram, and mm-hmm. it's it's all about um, how to take your type and you know turn that into worship, like how to mm-hmm. use knowing more about yourself. Like it talks about your prayer posture, like the best prayer posture for each type. And, yeah. And just different things like that. And so I really think it comes down to intentionality. Yeah. Like you can use, like anything can be used um, negatively. Right. Right. But th- then again, we can use things positively. Mm-hmm. Right. We can use this just this basic knowledge about ourselves to actually grow closer to God. And that is the hope through maybe these podcasts or if you kind of look into your your spouses or your, your child's Enneagram that you can know more about them and, and know more about how to minister to them and even how to minister to yourself better. Right. Um, so that that is the hope and that's why we're going through this. But again, if um, you're not a fan of the personality type thing, we completely understand um, you, you, you don't have to listen to these. That's fine. We're going to be doing like a three-part series and then we'll be back to our normal stuff. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we completely understand. But with that said, we are going to get started with today's podcast, which we're going to be talking about the first trifecta of the Enneagram, which is known as the Instinctive Center. If you're looking at the little chart, it is types 8, 9, and 1. And just for reference, there are nine Enneagram types. And so they they divide them in three. So you have um, 8, 9, and 1 is the Instinctive Center. Two, three, and four is the feeling center, and five, six, and seven is the thinking center. Hmm. So you have it kind of divided, um, and it goes kind of in detail about each enneagram type and um, 
and kind of like what their dominant emotion typically is and things like that. So today we're going to be talking about the instinctive center, which is eight, nine, and one. That the, for reference, the eight is the challenger. Yes. The nine is the peacemaker. Yes. And the one is the critic. Yes. Okay. So those will be the three we will discuss. Or the one today. is the reformer. Okay, the reformer. I, I, I knew I'd heard a different name yeah, for it. Yeah, the reformer. Yeah. So yes, the one is also the reformer. That's the more common name I've heard of it. Yeah. So it is the challenger, the peacemaker, and the reformer today. Okay. Uh, neither of us are either of these. Both of us are in the thinking center. So yeah. we can't highly relate. Um, but if you've done the test, which we included the test in last week's podcast. Yes. If you've done the test, you now know if you're an eight, nine, or one. Well, we'll talk a little bit about those yeah. today. Yeah. Um, so we'll begin and talk uh, just a little bit about each one of those and kind of just an overview of their ups mm-hmm. and their downs. Yeah. Um, and maybe give you, this is really interesting, on the Enneagram Institute website, they give you like little examples of kind of some famous people they believe yeah. are these types. And I think it's pretty funny to read through a few of them. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, but with that, we will jump into the challenger. Um, it describes the challenger as powerful and dominating, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational, mm. uh, which I think could be taken either as a positive or a yeah. negative. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it says eights are self-confident, strong, and assertive, protective, resourceful, um, straight-talking, and decisive, but also can be egocentric and domineering. Eights feel they must control their environment, especially people, sometimes becoming confrontational and intimidating. Eights typically have problems with their tempers and with allowing themselves to be vulnerable. At their best, okay, so whenever it says at their best, Mm -hmm. it's meaning when they are fulfilled and when they're happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the time, like in any of these types, whenever it says at their best, they are these things, Mm -hmm. at their worst they are these are things, things yeah. the difference is like when you're in a good place and how you act in good things and you're positive and then versus whenever you're just kind of drained mm-hmm. and and worn down but it says at their best self mastering they use their strength to improve others lives they become heroic magnanimous and inspiring yeah. so i mean that's a pretty those are mm-hmm. some really really strong work yeah it's really strong things to live up to yeah for real um, so it says their basic fear is being harmed or controlled by others. Mm-hmm. Um, the basic desire is to protect themselves, to be in control of their own lives and destinies. So what I was just noticing, like if you've ever done the temperament, the Arno temperament mm-hmm. that we use in Christian counseling here, um, this reminds me of a choleric. It does. <laughs> yeah. Well, which um, in the last podcast, I believe I talked a little bit, if not, I, I'd a read A little it, bit, yeah. Uh, about it how, takes that into account. Yeah, it takes like your your God-given ingrained temperament into account and sort of your personality. So it includes both nature and nurture to form what they call your Enneagram. So mm-hmm. it's, it's supposed to be deeper than just a personality. Right. Right. It takes into account like the, your, your birth that you were created for it, you know, for a purpose. It takes that temperament into account. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I agree that this does, uh, when you read this, it does remind you of certain aspects of temperament. Yeah. Um, did you say cleric? Is that yeah, what you said for this? That's yeah, that's when I always, that's who it reminds yeah. me of the most. Yeah, so it definitely reminds me of, of a cleric. And a few examples that they believe were eights 
um, was Winston Churchill, Martin Luther King Jr., Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Frank Sinatra, Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones, Queen Latifah, and Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil. Just to name a few. Just a few. There's a lot. There's a lot more on here, but those are who they believe were um, eight. Or where or are. <laughs> R, or, 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 yeah, R8, sorry. Um, do you Did you happen to watch Sandals Church to see who they related 8 to? I did not. I didn't watch that one either. I, okay. I, I was very guilty of just looking at mine looking at your and yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you watched mine too. I did, okay. yeah. Okay, so that is kind of 8 in a nutshell. So we're going to go and jump into the next, which is 9, and that is the Peacemaker. Which is so cool. I would love to be a peacemaker. peacemaker. I would love to be called the peacemaker. All right. I, I love the name peacemaker because in like Westerns or like in the <laughs> old West that their guns cult made a peacemaker. Oh, and that gosh. was the gun of the cowboys. And growing up, I always wanted to be a cowboy. Oh, jeez. And peacemakers are very expensive. They You can still like find the them. the opposite of a cowboy. Yes, I'm the opposite of a cowboy, but I would still <laughs> like to have a cult peacemaker. Oh, gosh. Yes, they're very But expensive. aside from that. But yes, I, I assume oh, this gosh. has less to do with the gun and probably more about actually making peace. Yeah, it has nothing to do yep. with the gun. Yep. So the Enneagram type nine is the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Ooh. Uh, which it, some of these words seem like they could be good or they could be bad yeah, depending that, on the situation. But I think that that's where that at their best and at their mm-hmm. worst comes in. Right. Because it can be... Because, I mean, like in the last one, you can be confrontational and confrontational can be a good thing. Right. Because you kind of need that ability to have a confrontation right. or not shy from it. Yeah. But then you don't want to be overly mm-hmm. confrontational be overly, yeah. or mean. <laughs> well, I sort of got the same thing from like complacent. Yeah. Like complacent can be like, oh, I'm happy with the things I have. Yes. But then it can also be, I have no desire to move forward because I'm complacent in what right. I have. Right. Right. So yeah, it can be it can either be an excuse um, for growth or for stagnation. Yes, so. um, but it says nines are accepting, trusting, and stable. They are usually creative, optimi- optimistic, and supportive, but can also be willing to go along with others to keep the peace. They want everything to go smoothly and be without conflict, but they can also tend to be complacent, simplifying problems and minimizing anything upsetting. They typically have problems with stubbornness. At their best, at their best, indomitable and all-embracing, they are able to bring people together and heal conflicts, which is really great. Yeah, like you a, definitely need a peacemaker on your team. You definitely need a peacemaker on your team. <laughs> I agree. In life and in yes, ministry. in everything. Yes. <laughs> so the basic fear is of loss and separation. Mm-hmm. Their basic desire is to have inner stability and peace of mind. Um, the key motivations is to create a harmony in their environment, to avoid conflicts and tension, to preserve things as they are, to resist whatever would upset or disturb them. Mm-hmm. So I think the peacemaker is a very good name for a nine. Yeah. That seems to be the desire. Okay. So um, a few of the, the peacemakers they have listed here, I just, just glancing, I see some big names. Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr. Walt Disney. Oh, cool. Walt Disney. Um, Ron Jay- Howard. George W. Bush, Queen Elizabeth. The second. The second, yes. I should, <laughs> should note that. Queen Elizabeth the second. Who was it? There was someone else I seen. John Le- F. Kennedy. Um, Lisa Kudrow, okay. <laughs> I said John F. Kennedy. You said Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> um, and Toby Maguire. Shout the out. best Spider-Man. Shout out right. Phoebe. <laughs> shout friends. out Phoebe. Uh, Mr. Rogers. I think that one wins. That, that oh, yes. That one does. We should end right there. Yep. Mr. Rogers. Okay. That is like the perfect example to me. 
of a peacemaker. Yes, me too. You should also note that it says Homer and Marge Simpson on here. <laughs> so yeah, we got that oh, going for no. you. We should have just ended. <laughs> should have ended with Mr. Rogers, <laughs> but no, you get Homer and Marge Simpson. They were both peacemakers, apparently. Oh, that's funny to that me. That is awesome. Okay, so let's jump into our final type, and that is the reformer. But I will say that this other side I was on actually calls it the critic. So I think that's interesting. Okay, so the reformer is the rational idealistic type, principled, purposeful, and self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Now, it's interesting because um, a one is actually my stressor. As a seven, a one is my stressor. Oh, and I think I, that it's would because have been interesting. I don't even know what mine... Yeah, it, it is, but, and I think it's because that perfectionistic thing is sevens are not perfectionistic. We do a lot of things uh, a lot of times, um, <laughs> and we don't do it perfectly. We just do it, all yeah, right? That's very true. So, yeah, a one is my stressor, which is interesting because uh, it says that a seven, which uh, is, it says is the growth of a one. It's funny mm-hmm. that I said, like, you need a loyal or you need a peacemaker, a peacemaker on your team. Yep. My, um, my growth is a peacemaker. Oh, and okay. my stressor is a three, which okay. we'll talk about probably next week. Yes, but, yes, we'll be talking yeah. about threes next. So week. my growth is a peacemaker. That's why I was so I, like, I was so endeared about the yeah. peacemaker thought. Mm-hmm. You're like, I need that person. I need in my that. Life. They they grow me. Yep. Ones are ethical with a strong sense of right and wrong. They are teachers, crusaders, and advocates for change. Always striving to improve things, but afraid of making mistakes. Well-organized, orderly, and fastidious, they try to maintain high standards, but can slip into being critical and perfectionistic. They typically have problems with resentment and impatience. At their best, they are wise, discerning, realistic, and noble, can be morally heroic. I love this. I like that. That is a good one. That is a good one. That for some reason is my stressor, but (laughs) all of that sounded good to me. Now, why are you stressed by people who, who are trying to be good? Who are trying to be no, good? I, I think it's that perfectionistic thing that mm-hmm. that, that yeah, because you're me. like not that. I'm not perfectionistic. I'm not. No. Yeah, I'm I'm a get it done person. Um, okay, so the basic you're the dreamer, fear, huh? I'm you're a, dreamer. a dreamer. Yeah, yeah. I'm a dreamer. So their basic fear is of being corrupt or evil or defective. Their oh, basic desire, I know, poor that's things. Oh, <laughs> there's type ones listening. Like, don't treat me like that. <laughs> Okay, so the basic desire is to be good and to have integrity, to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, their key motivations is want to be right, to strive higher and improve everything, to be consistent with their ideals, to justify themselves, to be beyond criticism so as not to be condemned by anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so maybe a little bit people-pleasing there. Right. You think, yeah? Okay, so uh, a few big names. Uh, the first one I seen was like Confucius and Plato. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart, okay. Uh, Mary Poppins, Jerry Seinfeld, Harrison Ford, Captain Soli Solenberger. Duchess of Cambridge. The Duchess of Cambridge. Kate oh, Middleton. Kate Middleton. Yeah. Both of them, that's funny. That is funny. So that is the one in the nutshell. Maybe the critic because they're critical of themselves because they're trying to be perfectionistic. Oh, possibly. Yeah. Not a problem. We have or a like critical probably of like anything that they're mm-hmm. in charge of yeah. or... Yeah. responsible for anything like that. Mm-hmm. So if we go through these again, um, and, and what we would say to each one of these types as far as using this knowledge to kind of advance your, you know, to, to grow yourself closer to God, because that's what it's mm-hmm. all about. Right. Knowing more about yourself. Um, 
and with, with say the challenger where that powerful domineering they don't want anyone to have control of them i think it's important to know that you were still not above god right. does that make sense I, I don't know how to phrase that in the best way but i think a lot of times that uh, like with that whenever you're feeling like domineering that you can assume that you are in control of your salvation you're in control yeah. of your life that yeah. you have to do it all and ultimately mm-hmm. god has control of right, that and right. god needs control of that yeah and i think that it can help a lot of people to slow down and remind themselves that god has control mm-hmm. of it you right. know right that yeah that god does have it and it's not yeah. that's not something you have to control because ultimately that that stress is too much for you yeah and that it's you have to be able to to give that up to god So the peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you you say to that type? Uh, For nines, it says that nines, the peacemaker, demonstrates the universal temptation to ignore the disturbing aspects of life and seek some degree of peace and comfort by simply numbing out life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my suggestion for that would be to... Always look to God for um, his guidance Mm. and to not look to worldly things Mm -hmm. to numb pain or numb um, situations in their life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And even for this type, confrontation is going to be uh, is going to be a struggle. You're going to try to avoid it at every twist and turn. Yeah, but sometimes it's necessary. But sometimes it's necessary. And and if you're trying to, you know, live out your faith and someone is confronting that faith, like I think. We have to pray that we have the strength to, to, to still represent God well and not right. back down from that. Yeah. And for our final one, uh, the reformer or the rational, idealistic type, principle, the purposeful. perfectionist. The perfectionist. <laughs> and I think it's, and it's easy for me to say as a seven, but it's just not take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and be okay with, not everything being perfect. Right. Because so often, I mean, in this world, the only thing perfect was Jesus. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and look what our world yeah, did to him. <laughs> look what our world did to him, exactly. And, and, and that's the thing is nothing on this side of heaven is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Life is going to be tough. There's going to be struggles. You're going to fall short. But, but God that's okay. is there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's okay because God is there to pick you up. He knew that you would fall short. Yes. That though we were sinners, he died for us. Yeah. So ultimately it's, important what you do with this knowledge that God has allowed us to have. Um, We can all go in and I think last week you said, um, what's the verse? If we, if we look, if we look into a mirror, what was it? What is your verse? Yes. I I don't remember the verse verbatim right now, but it's, uh, it doesn't do you any good to look in a mirror and not change anything. Yes. And so like, I think a lot of the time, um, God allows us to have these abilities to learn about ourselves mm. more and what we do with that is right. what matters. What we do with the knowledge that we have more of ourselves mm. and we can see ourselves. There are definitely positives in, in yeah. every type, but there's also definite, definitely negatives in every type too. Mm-hmm. And if we can understand those negatives and not fall into those traps so often right? and let God take control of those negatives. Right. I think that we can learn a lot about ourselves, a lot about the people around us by doing this. Mm-hmm. I think you can use this knowledge. I mean, yes, the knowledge of the negative and the knowledge of the positive to know maybe your best place in, in God and servanthood of yeah, God. Right. 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 
I mean, if you if you know that this is your type and these are the things you enjoy doing, you know, God has given you those gifts. God, you know, mm-hmm. He's ingrained in you that temperament to naturally kind of slide toward that direction, and maybe that's how God wants you to serve. And is maybe with your uh, peacemaking ability, maybe right. you're meant to be a care pastor right. that you want to step in and help people. Maybe you're meant to be a prayer team leader, yeah, exactly, or an administrator. Mm. Um, so there's yeah. some really great things that God can give to us in our personalities right. that can show us where he wants us to be in right. his kingdom. So, yeah. And I, I think some of it is uh, almost uh, affirming too. It's like, maybe you've always felt like you want to help people, but you've never felt qualified. But when you know that you are say a peacemaker, mm-hmm. that's how God created you. Right. Right. God, that's the purpose God created you for. And that's affirming for your aspirations. Right. Yeah. 100%. All right. Well, guys, I think that will do it for this episode of GCC Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. You learned a lot. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing this. And don't worry, guys, Teresa will be back next week yes. to uh, give our genius knowledge to us. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next Monday. Bye.